talk with the six man. to the show in here vibing all floor real quick live at the house of blues in new orleans 2003 one of the one of the classics glad y'all can tune in man i really appreciate that and if you didn't know you are tuned into Real Talk with the Six Man. And of course, I'm the host, the Six Man. And um, I was going to leave this topic alone, but for some reason, it, my heart wouldn't let me do it. Because I wasn't aware of what this Me Too movement was. I didn't know what the Me Too movement was at all. <clears throat> and it's it just seems like it's in the headlines more and more every day. And I even made a video a couple of days ago just talking about it and trying to figure out, you know, what it was and trying to think of a way I could go back and, you know, not necessarily make that statement that I made about, you know, what's me too versus finding out what it is first so I can figure out, you know, what it was so I can kind of speak on it a little bit more. And so I did that. Um, I did that. I did a little bit of, you know, research, um, went back and kind of um, read on it, uh, found out that the founder's name is uh, Tarana Burke. Um, she's from New York, and she was a victim of um, a sexual crime. And she wanted to bring awareness to it. And so she founded this Me Too thing back in 2006, um, which was a long time ago. And I had no clue that it was such movement out here. Um, it says that, uh, let me see. I was reading it. It was saying that uh, back in do, 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 do. yeah, two, twenty two thousand six, it was founded by her, <clears throat> and it really started getting a lot of steam. It started really getting a lot of light um, after this Harvey Weinstein, the the movie producer thing happened. It started getting a lot of um, started getting a lot of steam. 
a lot of um heavy hitters start um getting on board um Reese Witherspoon um Melissa Milano uh Faith Hill uh Lady Gaga and um so for me I was uneducated I was missing I was misinformed because I thought it was just for women one and it's not and then I thought oh well is it just for black women and it wasn't and then as I looked a little bit more it's, it's not even about you know um women in general is about any victim of a sexual violence of any type of sexual violence and so um miss uh miss burke um is the founder and she did a video interview well not a video but she did an interview um back back in um 2017 to kind of speak on what the movement was and what it's about <clears throat> and so I want to be a part of educating people myself because um you know I I went on I was on YouTube on my YouTube page and you know I made light of Bill Cosby's situation even though you know I still feel a certain type of way about the situation and I'm still one of those people who feel like you know you need to be held accountable for your actions if you do something wrong period point blank and, you know, I made light of it because sometimes that's what I do. Um, I jokingly joke about things that some people might not want to take a stab at and, and joke at, but that's just me. Sometimes I do that. Um, some people might have found it inappropriate, but, you know, it is what it is. But on a serious note now, learning a little, little bit more about this Me Too movement, I asked a question on YouTube. Can somebody tell me what the Me Too movement was? So I got a couple inboxes. <clears throat> of some some links that people sent me i got a couple inboxes of people just explaining to me what it was because I, I didn't know i didn't know what it was i mean i saw it on the news a few times now that we are in the me too movement i was like the me too movement what is that and so i had to get educated because i was misinformed and so um miss burke she did a interview last year on cbs news just kind of talking about what the me too movement was and you know how it got started and I wanted to let you all listen to the the interview, and so we can kind of dive in and talk about this um, this Me Too movement a little bit, um, and see if we can make sense of it in terms of what's going on today. So I'm gonna let y'all hear this uh, interview with the founder of the Me Too movement, Miss Tarana Burke. The sexual harassment allegations against Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein sparked an online movement in which women wrote Me Too on social media platforms, highlighting just how pervasive the issue of harassment is. It was inspired by actress Alyssa Milana's call to action, and celebrities from Reese Witherspoon to Olympian Kayla Marooney all shared their personal stories and their own experiences with sexual harassment. But what many people don't know about the Me Too movement is it was actually started over a decade ago by an activist, Tarana Burke. And Tarana joins us now to discuss her work. Tarana, thank you for joining us, first of all. Uh, you started this hashtag movement in 2006, and you focused on what you called empowerment through empathy. What do you mean by that? I mean, well, so Me Too started not as a hashtag. It started as a campaign of an organization that I founded, Just Be Inc. And empowerment through empathy was the thing that I felt that helped me which is that other survivors who empathize with my situation 
helped me to feel like I wasn't alone and gave me sort of entry into my healing journey. At first, your work focused on women of color, and it's now expanded. Tell me about how it's changed. Well, my focus in all the work that I do is for the most marginalized people. And so I worked with young women of color in the South. And then when we um, moved our work into like, we had like a MySpace page and women started coming forward and talking to us and saying, thank you for this. And we needed it. And we realized it had to expand some more than young people. And so we worked with young women, mostly black and brown women um, across, you know, through, through our MySpace page, but also throughout the South and then later in Philadelphia and New York. You know, we're hearing critics of this campaign say that if this had been an issue that was just pervasive in the black community or for people of color, that this would not have gotten the traction that it did with the Hollywood celebrities. What do you make of that sentiment? I mean, it's true. Um, I think we've seen that before. We've seen it in other cases. I mean, like, Leslie Jones was, was targeted online on Twitter, and there was not a groundswell of support for her and across Hollywood. And so um, I think that's the case, not just in Hollywood, that people of color are usually um, the last to be supported around a variety of issues. So, Why? Um, because of racism, because of oppression, because of the way the systems work in this country. Um, the least of these are the least of these. And so we have to speak of ourselves and we have to create movements ourselves and we have to insert ourselves in larger movements. Lupita Nyong'o came out yesterday on Thursday with an op-ed in the New York Times. What'd you make of her story? You know, it's, it's so sad, and it's so, just all of the stories are sad, but um, just in relation to what you were just saying, it's like, this is an evidence that this happens across the board. So we've had all of these other actresses um, that have come forward haven't been people of color, um, So, but it, it made it seem like it might be just white women, but it's not. It's, it's these people who are predators prey on everybody. You started this movement, Me Too. Alyssa Milana helped get this hashtag up and running. Absolutely. Are you in touch with her? Yes, yes. Um, she, a lot of people, once the Me Too hashtag started gaining popularity, people who are familiar with my work, I started getting like bombarded with messages and like, why don't I see your name attached to this? And so people were saying, you know, Tarana Burke has a Me Too that she already does and why isn't she being talked about? And so Alyssa um, reached out to me early, like Tuesday and said, you know, I want to meet you. I think that your work is amazing. And um, we've been in contact. We were on, I was on Good Morning America the other, the other day. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so we've talked about collaborating to yeah. both, you know, she says that she's very committed to um, making sure the goals of our the work that I do are met and, like, put forward. You know, one of the things I struggle with, we do these stories, and it takes up a, a huge chunk of our airtime. Then it goes away. Yep. We don't hear about the issues anymore. Yep. How do you ensure that that doesn't happen with this? You know, I think that the, the moment that we are in and the and, and just in the world is, is made like that. It's hashtags are here and they're gone tomorrow. Yeah, so These true. issues are here and gone tomorrow. But I think people, like, I'm an organizer oh. by training. And so I have been, these kind of moments are like small victories and we ride the momentum and then we get on the ground and we do the work. And so where I come in, I think, is that like Alyssa and I are a perfect pairing because she can elevate the story and carry it forward through media, through Hollywood and keep, keep the conversation going and I can organize on the ground and, and talk to everyday people the people who I connect with and work with about how we keep elevating this conversation and what work has to happen it's one of the things that I loved about your story because you figured out a way to make it work and to reach out across the platform but 
for these people who are disadvantaged, who don't have the Hollywood megaphone, how do you reach out to them? How do you get them the support? And how do you do that, as you mentioned, on a social media platform where it's all about hashtags and then you move on? So this is not a hashtag. This is a hashtag. Hashtags and social media are important. Right? They're important for elevating the conversation, for getting the word out. But the work of it is that people, survivors like myself, who are in a position to um, to elevate, you know, to have our voices heard, or in a position to do work, because everybody who's a survivor can't insert themselves and start doing work. They're not ready. But for those of us who are ready, and we are, there are many of us, we are the ones who carry the conversation on. We are the ones who touch other survivors, right? Me too. The work that I was doing is really about survivors talking to each other. And so how we continue this after this moment is gone is that we continue those conversations and we start talking about, like, what does community healing look like? Mm -hmm. And I think survivors will, be, survivors will be at the forefront of that. You know, one of the wonderful things that has actually come out of the Trump administration has been that people, I know, hear me out here, <laughs> people who care about issues, whether it's a travel ban or something grassroots related, if you want to see action, you've got to make it happen. Absolutely. And we've seen that repeatedly, weekend after weekend, from this platform. It's been incredible to watch. What's your message to people who want to get involved in an organization like Me Too or a travel ban or whatever it is? How do you organize from a grassroots level and turn that action plan into something tangible? Well, there's nothing new under the sun, right? If people are in their communities trying to figure out what do I do next, right? And people like to send donations and stuff, and that's great. I'm not, I would never turn down donations. But I think one is look for the people around you who are doing this work. Because in inevitably there's somebody else who is, has an organization or a campaign going that you can join. And if not, connect with people in other places. The wonderful thing about social media is that we can instantly connect with people in other places and find out what they're doing. People contact me like, how can I be active? And I say, well, we can talk and let's, let me help you figure out some tools that you can use in your community. Yeah. Whether it's people going into schools and talking about consent to children or having circles of survivors who get together and talk about what healing looks like for them or how, what policies have to change in their community and how they can do that. There are tons of ways to organize, and what we hope to do to, as a follow-up to this movement is put out that information through our website so people have resources for how to be active in their community. And you said you're going to be putting out some webinars and, and things online to help women? Absolutely. So the, the other thing is the hashtag has been beautiful to watch grow, but it's also been concerning about people who have suddenly disclosed this information and then don't have a container to process it in. So we want to do a series of webinars to help people talk about processing now that you have disclosed, what do you do now? We also want to talk about things like empathy and the role it plays in, in helping healing. And, and, you know, we want to talk about policy. So we want to do a series of webinars that's a follow-up with concrete information for people. Tarana Burke, your story is, is incredible, and it's great to see a grassroots movement, um, how it has formed and taken off. Thank you so much. Tarana, thank you for joining us. And so, you know, that was her video. And um, so it, it, it broke down a lot. It told me a lot um, that I didn't know at first about, you know, the whole Me Too movement. And it was funny because um, it just, it to me, the conversation that I had online the other morning wasn't to, you know, degrade women at all. It wasn't to degrade what happened to them if something happened to them because a few women, you know, from my live feed, you know, actually came back 
and spoke to me, you know, in my inbox and kind of shared some of the things that happened to them. And it was graphic. I mean, it was so graphic that, you know, I had to stop my work to kind of respond and read what they sent me so I can, you know, let them know that I took time, one, to read it. And then, you know, that I did empathize with them because, um, you know, I was, I was, I think in my case, it would be called molested in my case. I don't think I was sexually assaulted, but in my case, I would think that it would, it would be called being molested. And in my case, you know, it was it was swift. I mean, the guy, you know, touched my private area. Um, he thought I was still asleep. I wasn't. I, I was kind of woke when he, you know, started to touch me. And uh, um, I woke up. You know, I think I woke up um, acting like I needed to use the bathroom. I went upstairs. Um, I was actually at my aunt's house at the time. Um, I went upstairs and woke my aunt and my uncle up. Um my uncle's white. He's a, he's a white guy. Um, and I told my aunt and my uncle um, that the guy in the basement touched me while I was sleeping. You know, they kind of woke up, um, you know, questioned him. Um, they took me and my brother upstairs while they questioned him downstairs in the basement. And I just remember the police coming. I remember my mother coming because she was upset. I remember her coming over. And, you know, not saying that the situation was over with in a matter of, you know, 30 minutes or so. But, you know, it it, it, it got it got dealt with swiftly. And I think with it, I think with it happening so swiftly, I was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, process it. Um, my my aunt and my uncle, they are Jehovah Witnesses. And so they spoke to me for at least a few weeks, you know, just to make sure that I knew that what happened was not right, to make sure that I knew that the person who did that to me was extremely wrong, and for me to understand that it was not my fault that that happened to me. And they talked to me for for a while. I, I mean, I actually remember that, that they talked to me for a while. And so again, um, when I made light of the Bill Cosby situation, just you know, cracking jokes, it was just for jokes. It wasn't to take away from the women that came up and said something because everybody has an opinion about that. You know, some people say that you know these women, you know, came about the woodwork just to get paid. And with some of the women, it could be true. And then my coworker. Um, broke it down in a different direction, which made sense. He was like, you know, Bill Cosby was a powerful man. He did a lot for the community. He did a lot, you know, for Temple University. I mean, he did a lot for, you know, black neighborhoods. Um, and he was, uh, uh, you know, in, in somewhat of, like, as a mentor. You know, some women wanted to be around Bill Cosby because he could be a mentor and help them in their careers. And, I mean, I had to agree with that to a certain degree. And then it just got to a point where, you know, you you would start asking yourself, 
you know, the type of circles that, that Bill was kind of running in. And, you know, Bill was running in circles with a lot of high-profile white men, you know. And I guess that's kind of, you know, was the climate back then, you know, roofies and, you know, drugging women to have sex or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, that's not that's not to say, you know, that that it was okay that 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 type of stuff was going on. I mean, because nowadays, I mean, it's still going on. It's still happening. It's still people getting date date uh date rape drugs put in a in a drinks and people, you know, forcing themselves on females and I mean, I I mean me personally, I mean, I've never been that guy. I've never been that guy where I wanted somebody so bad I felt like one I needed to either drug them or two take it from them. I mean, it's that's just never been my MO. It's just never been my style. And so to hear what's going on with Bill Cosby, I mean, it was it was just you know, it was just crazy. I was reading an article um just before I started recording and it was uh talking about how Bill Cosby is being transferred to a maximum security facility. And that is, you know, that is real. Like, I, I, I was like, nah, Bill Cosby, he going to be in a hunky-dory situation. You know, he famous. They not going to put him in a, you know, in, in a real jail. And apparently they are. They say that this facility is brand new, state-of-the-art, maximum security facility located 25 miles from the courthouse where he was, convi- where he was convicted in Montgomery County. And it just... um. I mean, it just goes on into detail <clears throat> how, you know, his his case kind of derived to where it is now, and you know why he's um why he's being deemed a sexually violent predator. I mean, this is what they call in this man a sexually violent a violent predator. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I am one for you know making sure that. You know, if you do something, you need to be held accountable for it. And I know in the beginning, the case, you know, didn't get a lot of didn't didn't get a lot of headway the first time. I I think it got kicked back, and you know, it was a hung jury, and no charges were filed. And then they redid it again in a different court, I believe. And and here we are now. And you know, it's saying that he's going to do. Um, three to ten years in prison, <clears throat> and so I'm assuming that he gonna have to do at least that three first in order to you know try to see if he can get out early. I mean his 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 um his lawyer was saying that he was gonna try to work and you know work on the appeal and all that good stuff. I mean which he should. I mean that's his client. I mean he should try to you know appeal it and you know try to get it back in court again. You know. If that's what Bill want to do, um, but it just made me think about his age. You know how old he was, and I was like, "Well, why? You know, why couldn't they just put him on house arrest or something like that?" And so again, my coworker was like, "Well, you know, if you know, if we put you know these other predators that's eighty years old, seventy five years old, sixty years old that's touching kids or these priests, you know, that's 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 you know molested all these kids and." Now they adults, now they coming out, you know, do we put them on house arrest as well? And I had to think about that. I was like, damn. So I guess in my mind, 
you know, me saying house arrest was me thinking about Dr. Huxpool and not thinking about Bill Cosby, the actual person. I mean, because again, Bill Cosby <clears throat> at that time on that show, you know, was that father that some kids didn't have, was that uncle that some kids didn't have, you know, was that one family member who, you know, could be cool, funny, and disciplined at the same time that some kids that just didn't have. You know, people who watched that show, you know, their their own family wasn't set up that way, you know, where, you know, the kids could come home and talk to their parents about stuff or, you know, they, they knew where their kids were. They were, you know, eating at the dinner table together all, you know, talking about their day. I mean, there's a lot of families that didn't grow up like that. So that, so that, so that show was like the foundation of what a black family should look like, even though at the end of the day, at the end of that show, whoever was producing the show said cut. And then that was, and then that was it. Then they went to they with onto their real lives. You know, each character played a part on the show, but then when that episode was over with, you know, they they went on to their real life, you know, wherever that may have been. And it just seemed like in Bill's life, I mean, he was a wild boy. You know, he was a wild boy. And this Me Too movement has has pushed this thing to the point where, you know, he's convicted now. I mean, they're calling the man a sexual predator. I mean, even in one case, the lady, a lady was explaining that, you know, she went to go see Bill to talk business or whatever. She mentioned that she was kind of nervous or whatever the case may be. And Bill gave her a pill and told her it would, you know, relax her. And, you know, her, I guess, respecting Bill's authority or position or whatever the case may be, she took the pill. And I mean, it wasn't, you know, it it wasn't in her mind a thought where she 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 would ask him what kind of pill is this? You know, what are you giving me? So, I mean, some people look at it like you know, you know, victim, 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 which is fine. But sometimes we also gotta look at you know some of the some of the positions that we put ourselves in. And I mean, me personally, you know, I I, I didn't think that. I put myself in a position to for that to happen to me, but but it did, you know what I mean? And so I think I feel now the same way for some of these women, you know, feeling like, you know, they didn't necessarily think that they were putting themselves in a position for that to happen to them. Some of them, you know, you know, not all, you know, because we know some women do put themselves in a in in a in a particular particularly funny situation for whatever reason, you know, to gain, you know, you know, stardom or, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, you know, some women would tell you that they, that they have done it, you know, and, and, and don't think about it at all. And then, you know, you got the other women who, you know, have, have been involved with that, held on to it and try to live with it, you know, and not really talk about it. And, and now, you know, now we, 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 it's coming out now that it's a lot of women that this has happened to. I mean, with this, with this whole, um, 
Justice Kavanaugh thing, you know, on, you know, up up on uh, up on Capitol Hill. I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's crazy, like to to see the Republicans and the Democrats go back and forth about this. To see, you know, forty five first, you know, saying that it was a witch hunt and all this stuff is fabricated, and then for him to see her testimony, her testimony, um, listening to her testify. Now he's like, you know, she's a credible, you know, she's credible. Her story sounds credible. And so now it's like the tables have turned. But yet the the Republicans are still pushing that they, you know, go through and do the vote so they can try to either vote him in or out. And the Democrats are like, hold up now. Let's let let, let let's let's let the FBI do their job and, and investigate this. I mean, and there's, and there's even some Republicans that saying the same thing. Let them investigate. And so this whole Me Too movement has really, has really, it's, it's found some legs. I mean, because now it's women coming out everywhere talking about, you know, their situation and, and, and things that's happened to them. And people are listening to it. I mean, at first, you know, it was just, you know, people people weren't talking about it. And I mean, it's even... It's even still that some people still haven't really talked about it. I mean, because to the women who inboxed me on Facebook day before yesterday, um, they both were basically like, you know, I told somebody, I told a family member, but nothing really happened. And then the other person told me that they told somebody else. And then, you know, it was just like nothing really happened. And then in my mind, I was like, well, did did you escalate it? Did you, after you told the cousin or the or the aunt or the uncle or, you know, whoever it was that you felt comfortable with, did you escalate and go to somebody else? And it was just like, no, because I just felt, you know, it was, I was embarrassed. I, I didn't know why it happened to me. I mean, it was just all these, you know, all these different scenarios playing out in their own mind and you know it made them feel uncomfortable and I get that like I get that I mean we human when when something happens to when something happens to us that you know it's hard for us to figure out one why it happened two you know was it our fault and three you know how do you talk about it I mean it's not easy to do it's not easy to explain it's not easy to talk about and I get that but it's a lot of I don't want to just say women but it's a lot of people out here that have been um, put in that situation. I mean, I remember a long time ago. <laughs> I remember a long time ago. I had a I had a babysitter, and um, she had this game, and the game was she was going to open up her shirt. Or pull her shirt up, or you know, go topless, and let her breasts hang out. And she would sit on the bed, and me and another kid would race to the to the light switch and get back to her. And then we would be able to whoever got back to her first would be able to play with her breasts. And I was young. 
I can't even remember how old I was. And I don't remember ever telling my mother that. You know? I don't remember me, you know, even thinking it was a big deal that that even happened to me. But I remember that vividly. I mean, I remember it vividly. I mean, I can kind of close my eyes and remember her in that room sitting on the bed with like a button-up shirt. And then when she called us into the room, we knew what time it was. We knew it was time to play that game. And she would unbutton her shirt. And unfortunately, she had some she had some big breasts. I mean, her breasts were big. And she would unbutton her shirt and, you know, we would run to that light and either be the first one to flick it on and off and then run back to her. And whoever was able to get back to her quick enough, I, I think we had to, like, touch her knee or something like that, that whoever won, we would, we would play with her breasts and she would let us. And so... There are some things that happened to me in my life, you know, that that everybody doesn't know about me. You know, one would be, you know, me being molested, you know. That's not something that I talk about a lot, but it's not something that I'm not freely willing to talk about. I have no problem with talking about that. And then this other situation with, you know, and it wasn't even the babysitter. It was the babysitter's daughter. But she, you know, if the babysitter ran out or whatever, she would be, you know, the one who would, like, kind of watch over us while the actual babysitter was gone. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a lot of stuff that's, that's happened to me in my life that I don't necessarily talk about. But, you know, once the topics come up and once I start talking about it, it just seems like let me put some of my life experience into the conversation so that way... I can let people know that, hey, you know, shit has happened to me too. It might not be as rough as what happened to you, but it happened to me. I had to deal with it. You know, it's something that won't ever, um, it's something that won't ever go away. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that it's something that I think about every day, but, you know, in different situations, in different times, you know, things come up and I think about it. And I thought about, I mean, I thought about, I thought about these these some of these situations in my life that happened to me. When I start reading these articles about the Me Too movement and what it was and why it started, and now you know, ever since last year, you know, it's kind of, you know, in front of everybody, it's in everybody's face. The Me Too movement. I mean, like I said, you know, in the beginning of the of the of, the, of this episode that. Um, I kind of had saw it on TV and I kept hearing it, you know, now that we live in this Me Too movement, now that we live in the Me Too stage, I'm like, what is that? What is the Me Too? So I wanted to look it up and now I know. Now I know what it is and now I know, you know, even if I do decide to crack jokes or, you know, say something funny along those lines, at least I know what the Me Too movement is. And now I understand that it's just not for you know, men or women. It's for victims of sexually violent crimes. You know what I mean? And so now I understand that. Because just with the women who braved to send me an inbox to kind of tell me what their story was, 
um, it was familiar. It was familiar because I've had people in my life who I've been involved with and this type of thing happened to them. And so it's not something that I'm, that I'm, that, that, that I'm, um, I wouldn't say that I'm not familiar with, but you know, I'm familiar with it happening and how it affects people if they don't talk about it and then how it affects them when they start talking about it again after so many years. And it, and it just does something to people. But I feel like in general, um, I, I talked to a few women outside of the two women that shared their story. And the bottom line was, you know, um, therapy, you know, getting therapy, talking about it, or either maybe, you know, having a conversation with someone where it may have happened to them, you know, being able to talk about it. And I think that that's great because for me, not necessarily for that, but when I had to go and talk to a therapist about a multitude of things, it was like everything came out. You know, the molestation came out, you know, you know, some of the things I did, you know, in the streets, you know, that came out. Um, some of my family issues that I was having with, you know, in my own mind with my family that came out. Um, I mean, it was just a lot of stuff that just came out that I was able to get off my chest. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. It was just something that was needed. It was like I needed to I needed to do that. I needed to get that off my chest. Because I was reckless. I really was. And I didn't realize how reckless I was until I started talking to this therapist and started getting a lot of this stuff off my chest. Because I was finding myself angry at times for like no apparent reason. It was it was sometimes I, w- I would be so angry, I would just start crying, trying to figure out why the fuck was I so upset? Why the fuck am I so angry? And it's just some of that shit that we carry on and some of that shit that we hold on to, it, it just it just fucks with you. It, it puts you in a place where, you know, you don't want to talk to nobody about it because you don't know how. And then it upsets you because you want to talk to somebody. You want to get the shit off your chest, but you just don't know how to do it. And you don't, and then you thinking about like, well, who am I gonna tell? Are they gonna question me? Are they gonna judge me? You know, it's just so much to think about. So I get it. Like I'm not saying that, you know, you know, when it's in the public eye and it happens to somebody that's famous, that it's necessarily all about money. You know, I can't necessarily say that 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 that's what it is. But in some cases, it's 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 come out that that's kind of what it, what it was for. You know, I mean, even this whole, um, this thing with, uh, with Harvey Weinstein, um, I'm hearing that there is some, um, some criminal charges being pending against him and that he may be facing some jail time, which, I mean, if he did it, then it is what it is. I mean, I just felt like, you know, at the time that I didn't want to see, you know, Bill Cosby kind of go down as the face of the Me Too movement when there was other people out here way before Bill out here doing the same type of shit. And then it just ended up being him being like the example. And of course, he's a black man. And then you got these white men who have 
done some horrendous shit to women and they still are on the streets. You know, I mean, the Matt Lauer situation was was like, I mean, this dude would lock you in his office and basically like, listen, I'm feeling uptight and I want to loosen up before I start the show. Can you help me out? And that's, I mean, and I mean, it's not funny. I mean, but that's crazy. I mean, this dude had an actual lock that he can lock you in his office, man. That I mean, that's some, that's some sick shit. And so, you know, it, 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 this whole Me Too thing, it has gotten a different. Um, I've, 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 I've had the opportunity now to get a different perspective on it. And, you know, if if by chance I offended anybody in my video when I was joking, talking about Bill Cosby, I apologize. But um, at the end of the day, um, I just tried to make light of a situation because sometimes we tend to, um, I want to say go overboard a little bit with certain things. Um and sometimes we don't have, you know, the full, you know, we don't have all of the information. And we tend to, you know, judge and say things and just go on and on and on about shit that, you know, um, that we don't really know the full story about, but we, we talk like we do. And, I mean, for me, you know, I was just making light of the the woman cuz she 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 looked I mean she looked like a man. Let's just let's just let's just <laughs> she looked she looked like a man. And it was funny that I was talking to my homie and uh, he had mentioned it. And he was like, "Man, that chick looked like a man." I was like, "Yeah." But it doesn't it doesn't take away from what happened to her though. So, I'm not I'm not I'm not um trying to take anything away from what happened to her it just it was just one of those funny moments that everybody didn't see that it you know find it find it funny that she looked like a man but i mean it is what it is and so the purpose of, of me just coming on um talking about uh the me too thing was just me um getting educated on actually what me too was and understanding you know its purpose and now I kind of got a better understanding of, you know, what it is. And now I can move forward on, you know, whatever it is I want to say about Me Too or whatever it is I want to say about what's going on with certain people out here. I mean, I mean, here it is. I've shared, you know, a few of, a few of the situations that's happened to me, you know, um, and sometimes people feel like they don't want to do that. You know, some people say it's too personal. And I just feel like, you know, if shit like that happened to you, you got to find a way to talk to somebody about that. I mean, because I found I've 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 I found it to be very hard that if you're in a relationship, whether you be a man or a woman and and, and that's happened to you and you don't. You know, you don't talk about that. Um, you don't 
talk about that with your spouse. And then your spouse is like trying to figure out, you know, at times why are you so aggressive towards them and, you know, trying to handpick, you know, whether they did something to you on that day. And, and you and you might not have done nothing to them. It's just something that they're seeing that reminds them of what happened to them. And now they just lash out at you. And it's sad because the saying is the closest people to you are the ones who will hurt you the most. I mean, because you see them every day. And so whatever they're going through, they're going to some kind of way put that shit on you. So you can carry some of that weight, some of that burden. And it's fucked up, but it happens. I mean, it happens in, it happens all the time. Definitely in relationships. And I'm just like, if this is something where this has happened to you and you're like still having relationships with men and dating and, you know, being involved. I mean, even if it's, if even if it happened to a man and he's dealing with a, a female and, you know, trying to be in a relationship, it's, it's, it's bound to pop up. It's bound to surface at some point. I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, men being overly aggressive with females. And sometimes they say it could be, you know, the mommy syndrome or it can be something that happened to him. You know, and he could have possibly got sexually, you know, molested or, you know, something happened to him sexually, you know, and he never had an opportunity to talk about it to get through it. And that go vice versa. And I just feel like, you know, what I was saying, going back to what I was saying on my live um, Facebook um, the other day was just basically, you know, when shit like that happens to you, excuse me, if shit like that happens, happened to you. You have to try to find a way to talk about that. I mean, now that I've been a living witness of, you know, actually dealing with someone. Well, it will it actually happening to me, so to speak. And then actually dealing with someone who it happened to and then they didn't talk to anybody about it for over 20 years. That that became an issue in our in our relationship. That became an issue. Because now. I'm like going back like, okay, is that why in some cases she overly aggressive with me? You know, it it just make you think like, damn, what's going on? Could all that have been avoided if I would have known what was going on and we talked about it? And, you know, so it just it just brings back those possibilities of what if, you know what I mean? And I just feel like if, if, if shit like that has happened to you, you have to talk to somebody. You have to get that shit off your chest. You cannot let that shit fester for years and years and years and think that, you know, it's never going to resurface. I mean, it will probably resurface when you least expect it, you know, while you with your kids, while you out at dinner. I mean, you just never know when that shit will hit you. And then everybody looking at you like, what the hell wrong with you? So I would rather you not get that, that embarrassing moment in your life and just go to somebody and talk to somebody. I mean, there are hotlines set up where you can call and talk to people. You know, um, I know it's probably hard to, um, you know, not talk to somebody. Um, but I just feel like we, we, we I mean, we, we got to try to find a way to talk to somebody. I mean, because I feel like that, I mean, that happening to you and, and, and just, I mean, just off. You know, just off 
you know, just off not being able to talk to somebody doesn't necessarily give you the green light not to do it. You know what I mean? Just because you feel like, oh, man, I can't talk to nobody about that doesn't mean that you just leave it alone and it's done. You have to try to find a, find a way to talk to somebody that you're comfortable with, somebody that you trust, somebody that, you know, you think you can talk to and they won't judge you and they'll help you. And, I mean, shit, you might end up talking to somebody and it might have happened to them. And they might can show you the resource and a way to get that shit off your chest talking to somebody. I mean, whatever the case may be. And so my my take on it is, you know, um, me too is powerful at this point. I mean, because I'm looking at it and I'm like, damn, it happened to me too. I mean, literally. And so, I mean, some people would tell you, you know what I'm saying? It's done. It's over with. Keep it moving. Yeah, that's true. Keep it moving. But that shit ain't easy. And and, and now that I'm, you know, kind of read up on a few articles and looked at a few things i can i can imagine how hard it is for some people to come out and and openly say that this happened to them it has to be rough definitely has to be rough so um my only suggestion would be you know therapy would be one to to you know find you a therapist and talk about it and, and get it off your chest for good you know, not not get it off your chest to the point where, you know, it's once you get once you get it off, you know, when you talk about it, it's gonna be done and over with. No, it's not gonna be done and over with. But how do you move forward from that point? Knowing that that happened to you, knowing, you know, the situation, and you know, would you be able to, you know, would you be able to 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 live and and carry on a a, a productive life and not let that thing bother you anymore? I mean, because some of the women that I did talk to, I mean, clearly they are living their lives every day. And it just seemed like when I brought up that topic, talking about it, it brought back memories for them. I mean, because they actually took the time to write me stuff and not go into detail, but just give me an idea of what happened to them. And I made a suggestion to one of the, one of the young ladies to just try to find a counselor, try to find somebody you can talk to to get that off your chest. You're still fairly young, you know. I know you were even younger when it happened to you, but you're still fairly young, and you still have a lot of life to live, and it's better to try to go get that thing situated and get it talked about now rather than later. And it fuck with you later on in life. So I'm glad I I'm glad I did some digging. I'm glad I did some reading. I'm glad I was able to, you know, actually... Um, just do some reading about it. I mean, because it's just like shit is happening so much to people out here, and we don't we don't take into consideration some of the things that may have happened to our significant other, or you know, our our best friend, or just somebody that we consider a friend. I mean, it could be some shit going on with them, and at times we see something, and we go, "Girl, what's wrong with you?" Or oh, "Nigga, you good? You alright?" And we don't really know what's going on, and it could be anything. And it's just good to talk about it. I mean, I know sometimes, you know, I don't want to say as black people, but just as people in general, we tend not to talk about our issues and our problems, and we should. We need to get that shit off our chest. I mean, we live in a day and age where we see everything on social media going on and everything happening in front of us on TV, and we see the type of shit that happens when we don't talk about 
certain things. I mean, that's why I'm, I feel that it's important that I do this PTSD episode because it's a lot of us that's walking around with PTSD and don't even know. I mean, because the main definition for PTSD is a traumatic event. And I'm pretty sure that for some of this shit to go on with people, that that was a traumatic event. And then that shit plays on in their head. And then it goes into talk about the symptoms, you know, uh, migraines, lower back pain, stuff like that. I don't want to get into too much detail, but there's a lot of us out here that we may have PTSD and don't even know from a sexual, violent, you know, situation that might have happened to us. We don't know. So that's why it's good to talk about it. So I just wanted to come on here and, you know, educate myself as well as try to educate others on what it what the Me Too movement was and what it was about. So I hope I could shed some light on what Me Too was, just in case you didn't know. Um, and I'm hoping that it allows whoever's listening in one, one way, shape, or form to... You know, if you know somebody that may it happen to, go talk to them. Or if it happened to you, try to get help. Try to talk to somebody about it. I mean, you're not, you'd be surprised that you're not, you know, by yourself that it happened. And there's other people that it happened to. So, me too, man. It's serious. So, I'm the sixth man. I appreciate y'all listening. Um, like I always say, man. Try to be better than you were yesterday, man. It's not going to be easy, but take it one day at a time. Y'all be easy. All flex, all flex. So I'm at the club, all trap, all trap. Pull up in the left, all black, all black. Crush up this butt like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's baby. Oh, man, oh, man. Now you waking up, God dang, God dang. Got me crisscross, fall back, fall back. Told you from the drum, drum, I can do bad, bad, bad. That's baby. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure why I'm going to continue to keep talking about this, but I think I feel the need I have to because I, I found myself, you know, in a situation where I got two individuals that got a lot to say about this situation. And it's coming from a different perspective. Though. Okay, it's a different perspective. And I, and I need that, and I definitely want to get hers. So welcome to Real Talk with the Six Man. I am your host, the Six Man. We're going to get all this bullshit out of the way. So we can start this shit because they ain't here talking some real shit. So again, you said that you still feel like that Bill Cosby did not deserve the amount of time that he got when he got it. Correct. Is, is that correct? That is definitely correct. So let's 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 hear that. Eighty-one year old man got three to ten years uh, legally blind. I feel like the whole point of coming out and saying something is to make sure that no one else becomes a victim. I feel like to wait over a decade to come out and say something after so many women have now been impacted, you done already let this man live the prime of his life. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And now, yeah. he, he's he, at the he, point he, where he's, he's he a stage where he's deteriorating. And now you want to lock him up? It's now expected that he's almost what, going to somewhat die in prison. Right. <coughs> and I feel like that's unfair. He deserved to have his prime of his life taken at that time when he did it. And also to further my point... You have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that this man did this. They did. How? They, they, they did. They what? did. No, I feel like that was all opinionated. That was all based off of the jury. They couldn't prove that this man raped anyone. They did. They did prove it. That's why he's going to jail. Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. The thing about the it was, jury. No, no. It, what, what it was based off of was this, uh, the, the, I forget her last name. I think it's Constant. Um... Was the woman that uh, he gave Quaaludes to and, and uh, did she take assaulted. him? Did she take him? Is she one of the ones that took him? Because I was reading one story. I'm sorry that I don't remember the names, but I was reading one story, and the lady was saying that she was nervous or she was. See, my feeling thing is, you gotta do a lot of fact, fact well, checking. But how we... could you prove? At this point, it's hearsay. How could you? But she prove? took the pill. I mean, whatever pill he was saying that would make her feel better. He gave it to her. She took it, and then. But at the end of the day, we are all adults. He had his jello pudding pop. Hands me a pill. <laughs> I have to take it. That is crazy. But my thing is, we yeah, yeah, how can you prove? <laughs> but but Kato, how can you prove? From thirty from, no, from thirty years ago that it was a Quaalude or Benadryl. Had you gone to the uh, hospital oh, thirty I mean, years ago and gotten that rape so, kit and gotten toxicology, blood work, urine, got your vag swiped for penetration, found uh, formed pubic hairs saying that oh yeah you was penetrated. If you don't go to the rape kit, go to the hospital get the rape test done or whatever. Then I mean you coming back thirty years it is. Hey man, we had consensual sex. She's just having buyer's remorse right now. So, he, so they could, she could have saved other women. Exactly. That's my point. He my had, biggest point is you could have saved so many other women by coming out and saying something. From that. Forty years ago. Why now? You've been raping bitches forty now, years because of you. Now married. Yeah. <laughs> now married. Not doing anything. They're gonna and be mad. We laughing, and but and I don't know. Yeah, it is up, what it man. is. He's eighty some years old. You wanna go put him in jail? Now? Legally blind. And so here's the thing for me, though. Here's the thing for me. I think that uh, Macho is really trying to get at my hand. Come on, Macho. Chill out, man. We recording, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be trying to get my hand, man. What you say? He be all right. Go ahead. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they went to lengths of, you know, taking money back from him that he donated to Temple. You know, he donated a lot to that school. When I first went to that school, Mm -hmm. that school was some shit. Man. It looked like some garbage. Cosby was a philanthropist, so yes. any any of these uh, uh, organizations and um, uh, charities United that Negro did College they, Fund, did they, all did, that. Oh, did the, did the uh, United Negro College Fund get their money back? Right, that they got from Bill Cosby. Right, exactly. Temple taking back their honorary no. degrees, degrees and, and all, all that. that shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! He should get his. He should get his. Uh, he should get his Hollywood star taken from him. Why? All right. He should get all the donations he gave to his money. He should get that back. He should get his money back. Right. Step further and look at color. Why don't we take this a step further and look at color when our own president has been proven to pay off women mm. and to do things that oh, were he uneth- did that? I didn't un- know that. unethical. He's been accused I know he of did rape that. and everything else has been swept <laughs> under the fucking rug. Yeah. He still got his Hollywood star yeah. and he's still sitting and they in the just, and they just, He has better lawyers. One, and he's a white. 
Yeah. Uh, so, but it's, you wait until and his money long as a motherfucker, really nigga. Don't ready? put my name nowhere near this. His money long as shit. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. His money long as shit. I mean, shit. But Bill Cosby money was uh, it was it, it, it was, was long it was, too. That's the reason yeah. why he tried to buy NBC. Yeah. Um, and all of this stuff came about around the time he was trying to buy NBC. Right. So exactly. he had got the money together. He had it going with other investors. And I think he put up like two hundred fifty million of his own, of his own bread. And then when he came to NBC, NBC was like, "All right, let's get the lawyers involved." And that's when you heard the first one. Right. That's when you heard the fourth one. Yeah. That's when and you heard the seventeenth one. And then it just went crazy. And, and then NBC like, "Hold up." And I, and I remember my mother. <clears throat> I remember my mother asking me. She was like, "What you think about Bill Cosby?" I was like, "What you mean?" She was like, "What you think about that?" I was like, "I think that Bill Cosby was living his life, right." Like my man said, I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with two niggas. I'm living my best life, bitch. And so I think Bill Cosby, I think Bill Cosby was living his best life, as as just like other actors, comedians, celebrities did with money. With money. Why don't we talk about now? You go to the courts now. No, no, no. But I mean, yeah, we. It's the build up because I. Because I, because I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? How I mean, and I'm with I'm with you. How long ago was this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and coming into the times of now, or what you talking about? Look how long it's been happening. But time it's been happening for a long. And the women, okay, sixty women came forth, right? Sixty. Sixty. Can you 60? imagine how many 60. women? Yeah, they said it was sixty plus. I want to say it was sixty one. Sixty plus. Yeah, women that had last him. Hey y'all, we gonna, we gonna do some fact checking on that one, but all right, but go ahead. Yep, sixty. All right, look it up, y'all. Matter of fact, go get your phone. Yeah, sixty. I think it was sixty plus women that accused him of the bullshit. But look at the time. But uh, look at that time. Yeah, right? it's I'm, back in the seventies. Exactly. 60s. Free love and exactly. The point is, you go out and you don't come out now after all these years. After now, what sixty plus women have to endure the same thing that you went through. My, to you could have helped. You could have helped women back then. I gotta pay my rent though. <laughs> yeah. I want to become a movie star. I, 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 he promised me a role in his upcoming movie, movie, Ghost Dad. And I'm gonna get a. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get a book. I'm gonna get a book deal. I'm trying to eat. Hey, just like Harvey I'm Weinstein. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bill Cosby got to go to jail, but I'm trying to eat, though. But just like Harvey Weinstein, they suck dick for a movie role. Yeah, absolutely. Let's be real and about that. And they got that. it and got it Absolutely. Got their one hit. They, they got their one little extra role. They ain't relevant no more now. And he looking at them like, damn, what? Sam, you, you wasn't even tough with the head anyway, Look though. Hold up, time out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nigga. You wasn't even that good anyway. I just did it because you was cute. I'm getting locked up over you. Damn. Uh, nah, what am I look, doing? But look at the chick. So like, like, the, like one of the biggest chicks that uh, nailed Harvey Weinstein to the wall, wall was Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan did a, a Tarantino. It wasn't a Tarantino movie. It was a Robert Rodriguez movie. Tarantino was in it. Okay. He was in the movie. He was in the movie. Okay. But guess who was the executive producer of the movie? Or whose publishing house it went through? Who? Harvey Weinstein. Do you know what uh, uh, role she played in that movie? What role she played? A stripper. Mm. And what was her first scene in that movie? Naked. Stripping. She ne- wasn't naked. She wasn't naked. Ticket Miggy. She was on stage. Ticket Miggy. Stripping. I ain't trying to be funny, but this nigga happy as shit. I'm rubbing his stomach. Oh, you talking about Macho. He man. in love. And he ain't going to go nowhere. For I'm sorry, fans. Right. I'm over here with the family. 
And Macho is loving the stomach game. That's that's my French and bulldog. He loving it. There you go. There you go. But I but I still I still feel like, you know, if you was in them circles, if you was around with Bill Cosby and his group or whoever he hung out with, you knew what they was into though. I'm gonna be honest. I'm you gonna already, be you I'm already gonna be, knew what okay, they was into. But I'm gonna be completely real. I've been out in the club scene real heavy. Okay. Real heavy. Okay. Okay. They're still doing coke. Yeah. Okay. Coke is real big. A lot of people don't see it out during the daylight. Yeah. But during the nightlife, especially in D.C. I'm hip. L.A. Yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the party drug. Yeah. Lean. Molly. Molly is a whole nother shit. Yes. Yeah, Molly love. makes you want to fuck like that. Yeah. Okay. Mol- these drugs mixed with alcohol. Please don't worry there about the guests nothing, on my show. They're just you, speaking their mind. There's nothing like you. You can't. Your body. You can't even say no. It puts you in a situation where you can't say no. My biggest advice is if you don't want to go through date rates and things like things like things of that nature, don't put yourself in situations. I'm sorry. Like I'm, so, I'm sorry. So he just looked it up. Breaking news. Yeah, I, I had see, to. I had to Google I the shit. A complete list of the 60 Bill 60. Cosby accusers. 60, man. Hey, man. They all wanted some bread. Hey, man. They hey, all man. wanted a piece of that, man. Hey, man. Hey, 60? Hey, man. That's, Come that's on. the 60. You, 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 you are coming out the closet to embarrass you, yourself, and your whole family for what? For what? You about to come out and say Bill Cosby fucking raped you for what reason? What reason? Heathcliff Huxable. What reason? I mean, I, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, to keep, I'm hearing to you. Keep, to keep wow. the one black man that was really about to raise the bar. But who called you though? Who called you to 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 come out? It wasn't no black person. Of yeah, it not. was. It was Hannibal Burr. It wasn't no black when, person when he did that stand up. Come on, man. No, but it was. And I keep hearing about that. Oh, you ain't heard about? You yeah. Ain't seen, you ain't seen the set? So you so can YouTube that set. So so we might have to while we right here because I heard what's my man name? Rail. Yeah, yeah. He was on the Breakfast Club uh-huh. and Charlemagne the God was like Hannibal Burr's got Bill Cosby how, how fucked up. Yeah. And Rail was like, Nah, I mean. Because Bill Cosby been doing that shit for years. Everybody know that. That's what he that's, said. Yeah, that's true. You, yeah, you so know, if you I knew agree. Bill Cosby and you knew motherfuckers that. in his circle, you knew how they got down. I'm not trying to hear all this. Exactly. Oh, I didn't know. You didn't know. That's why you, you up there. You want to know the difference? He was also paying for their shit. Exactly. That's, that's the difference. Exactly. Because if you think future, if you think all these other rappers out here don't get these bitches fucked up while they're out, and take advantage of them. <laughs> and look, you, 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 you really? Y'all yeah. really want? But you know what? The difference name. is they're out buying you Chanel bags and, and paying for your trips oh, and funding oh, for shit. Oh. And now you won't say anything. Oh, and then I'm gonna have some messages. They, they sponsoring. And they we only and we only we only twelve minutes in. Good <laughs> yeah. lord. But I'm saying. Good lord. Everyone hey, now. Hey, give me that yak. We got four of them. We twelve minutes in, and she is frying y'all. In this day and age, if you don't have at least a million followers, women will sleep and fuck and do anything to anyone to look like they are about that life on Instagram. Mm. Because mm. now it's a way of living. You can make a whole, you can make a living on yeah. just your Instagram. Yeah. Taking pictures, looking fly, taking pictures with ball all players, over the, all over the world. Not even just ball players, just traveling. What if I just got flying took pictures with y'all? And just what out, I, what I outfit, get some in, outfit inspiration. I'll be fucked up already. I'm out in Paris next week. Yeah. Niggas will sponsor. I'm on a private jet. Mm-hmm. And you have nothing to say. But I bet you, 
20 years nigga. from now, you when those niggas are now. trying to clean their shit up and do something else, you will come out yeah. and say he used to drug and rape me back mm-hmm. then. Like Brett Kavanaugh. But you won't say Oh, <laughs> Brett. Oh, Brett. Oh, beer loving Brett. Yeah, my fucking Jewish hell prep. Oh, beer loving Brett. Brett, 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 Brett. Talk about this man. Bitch ass nigga. What he did in high school. This motherfucker 50. You talk about some high school shit. And you know they were just rebellious. What grown man? What grown man walking around with a fucking calendar of what he did in high school? What type of shit is this? You walking around? I should smack your bitch ass just for having some shit like. So you mean to tell me you got my name in here when we lift weights, and when we play cards this next night, and then you got my name in it when we in the room with these bitches? Nigga, what's wrong with you, Nick? What you with, nigga? This nigga was keeping a, keeping a journal or something. Come your, on, man. Your high school when I saw that, I was like, Fuck "Come on, man. man!" When I saw that, I was, I was, I was, I was mad. I was outraged because I was like, I mean, and when you saw the calendars that they had on the screen, you was like, "Like, listen." So I worked for Kinkos, right? I worked. I, I How actually, do you know that shit was not just done two days ago? Listen, listen. That's where I'm going. I worked for Kinkos, <laughs> and I was looking at the. The spiral colors of the of the of the, of the calendars and just looking at the calendars, and I was just like, who the fuck came up with this bullshit right here? Like, you mean to tell me? I mean, on the day, on the day, <clears throat> on the day that this woman, because I'm not trying to take nothing away from this woman. I'm no, just no, telling no, y'all, no. She, she's a survivor. She, she's a survivor. I'm not trying she to take nothing to away heard. from this woman, but what I'm Absolutely. saying is. The shit that they came up with, the shit that they came up with, who the fuck is walking around with a calendar of what the fuck they did in high school? Where is it? No, high school 50 years ago. But where is it though? Where the fuck is this did shit? You keep a journal? And this shit's still intact. It's still legible. It's clear. You, you can, can still read it. it. Come I was on. like, what is we doing out here? Is that I what the fuck we doing? I can't even look at my receipts from two weeks ago. And so I just... And so, you got a calendar? And so the other day... And so the other day, I was just telling my mother. I was just telling my mother. I said, Mom, the thing that's sad about this... Damn, that Caribbean motherfucker's cruise boat was vicious. Focus, bro. Focus. Caribbean cruise lines. Yeah, you better get a sponsor for that. Bro. And so... <laughs> and so... I was telling my mother, I said, so to me, you know, it's sad that we got to live our lives watching this man turn our country into a reality show. That's what he doing. That's what happened. He turned, listen, listen, he had everybody, listen, he had everybody at the edge of their fucking seat with this shit. It was motherfuckers that don't even watch politics that was watching Everything about these hearings and the hearing mm-hmm. and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And when that shit came down that that cocksucker got in, the women was like, you know what? Not even that, you know, if it happened, if it didn't happen. It's just the fact that it's such a slap in the face that if it did happen, look what y'all did. Y'all still put the motherfucking in office. Well, Are oh, you talking about Kavanaugh yeah. or are you talking about Trump? Being no. an okay, I mean right. both. I mean because that. Well, I mean you I mean, figured Trump that's who he picked. Different because his shit was still recent. His shit. It wasn't that long. Ago. No, no, no. I'm saying right. on top of that. I'm saying on yeah. top of knowing that yeah, about yeah. Trump. Right, right. And then this happens. It's like what the but, fuck, dog? But the Kavanaugh situation, you can't prove it. 
And you can't be mad that it turned out. No, I'm no, I'm not mad at all. I'm not surprised because she looks. She put herself in a situation where she looks stupid as fuck. When did it happen? I'm not sure. Who was there? I can't remember. Where was it? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I mean, when you can't even hey, ho, answer ho, ho, the ho. simple question. Ho, ho, ho. So, y'all just sound like Trump when oh, he was redoing it. Trump redid it and sounds just like that. But tell, they wanted an FBI investigation. And these are the questions that the FBI will ask. And if you cannot answer those questions, then what can the FBI those, those investigate? Those are main so, questions. How can, you can't even build off of anything else if yeah. you can't answer that. Who else was there? The people that she, I think, claimed was there where they were not able to get in contact with. Or if they got in contact with them, they were unable to corroborate the story. They said but, what about, but, what a, but what about but what about the fucking clowns that was like, oh, yeah, that's my boy, Brett. We were in the room. She's tripping. She got the story fucked up. It was me. Oh, it was a lot of us in the room. What? Wow. Where they do that at? Hey, that's what y'all doing for this what? nigga, man? But. Guess what? You can't prove anything. That's her fault. Because if she really wanted to make a difference, she came out and said something all those many years ago. And I mean, just like, case. exactly, that's, just like. If you have, each side has to prove that whoever case is more solid. But Her shit was still shaky. But just like when Lindsey Graham got walked up on when he walked out of that hearing. Listen. With the chick that said, I, I was a, a victim of sexual assault 13 years ago. He cut her off and said, you should have came to the police. Listen, or you should have went to the police the, 13 years ago. The investigation was not even over with. And Trump stand, st- stood in front of a podium. Where was he at? I mean, I know we want to keep it legitimate. He was somewhere. Because he's campaigning and, and he was And he was going verbatim, which I was just saying. You when have, did it happen? No, I don't know. You, have, no, you have to think about it. What he was, was your job to prove this? Does that seem like a case you would even be able to prove? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you were a litigator, you got you, you got enough knowledge and skill to say what cases you want to litigate and what cases you don't litigate. Let me finish. Let me finish. And... How much of that's going to be marketing for you? Because at the end of the day, when you get a case like that, that's marketing for you if you can win. Well, if you no, win I'm, the not, case. I'm not. You know, if you can, if you can win. Standpoint. No, 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 no. I'm, saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying overall. I'm saying overall. I'm saying overall. I feel like at the end of the day, whoever took that case took it for that reason. They took it so it can be something for. Oh, who was the lawyer? Yeah, but that wasn't my point. Was if you were giving a case like that, do you think you would be able to prove? That beyond a reasonable doubt, this shit happened that many years ago. Not at all. No one how, can prove it. How that. would I be able to? No one but can time, prove that. How, how the, would the, I be the, able to? She, doesn't, so if you can't she couldn't prove identify it, nothing. It was that's, nothing that's detailed. Point, that if I mean, you can't but prove there, it, it, this wasn't this wasn't a case. It wasn't about locking somebody up. This was whether he should be confirmed or not. And what they were trying to do is prove that. This guy is a sleazeball. He's unethical. Macho. He is out, immoral. We and man, out for us, they, <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, they weren't able That's to, macho, beyond a reasonable doubt, figure out that this man was immoral, right. reprehensible, a person that is not fit to be a justice on the United States Supreme Court. Oh, but he he already that, though. So. Oh, he is that. He is that. But now, let's, let's, let's bring this home, though. Let's bring this home. Um... You got sisters, young sisters. You got daughters. I got younger sisters. Right. So, have you guys had that talk with your younger sisters, your daughters, and said, 
if a man puts his hands on you in a way you don't want him to, whether it's uh, uh, hurtful or sexual, what was what was that conversation you had to your younger sisters, your daughters, or or what have you? What was the conversation you had with them? So for me, so I can break this down in a, in a couple ways, which and and it's like wow, like you really brought this up. So in one way, <clears throat> I didn't have to necessarily have the conversation mm-hmm. with my sisters. Okay, let's talk about my sisters. Me and my brother was at my my sister house <clears throat> one night, and there was a dude in their neighborhood who would come and knock on their door because he knew it was just my sister and their mother and them that lived in the house. So it was only three women in the house. Oh, man. Okay. So he knocked on the door one night, and just so happens, I was there. My my oldest sister, she had a couple people there because she had just graduated high school. And, you know, it was a couple people there. And so he knocked on the door, and my brother went to go open the door. Now, mind you, I'm on the deck. I'm outside. Like, I'm literally outside of the house. Where my brother was inside of the house mm-hmm. It was like a couple minutes Maybe like a minute went by And I didn't see my brother Walk back down oh, the hallway oh. Like like normally <clears throat> Normally if you knock if Somebody knock on the door And you letting them in the house It don't take you that long To come back to enter the house So right. it's just giving you an idea Of where my mentality is Or where my alarm system is set up All the time mm-hmm. When I didn't see my brother Walking back down the hallway And he like a minute the front or so door to the nigga. I'm out there with my family And I'm talking I immediately got up And just started walking Towards the door Because I wanted to see What was going on Right When I get to the door The door is closed My brother is outside of the house Having a conversation with the dude Ooh. I already know what's going on Right And so They having a conversation And it's like my brother talking to him. Whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop de whoop. I'm the older brother, Slim, and you you knocking on the door, and that's not where I'm at. I'm like, you know, this nigga know that he knocked on a door with three women in by themselves. Now you out here wrapping him up like, you know, he don't deserve what he deserved. Cause we asked him not to knock on the door no more. He was fried. Let me put that out there. Disclaimer. He was he was all the way fried, but I helped him get unfried with a two piece. No biscuit. Got him about it. Ugh, he fell. He woke up. He was like, I was like, Slim, get the going. He was like, get the going away. Get the going, Slim. He was like, I, I, I. Yeah, I don't. So in that situation, I don't have to tell none of the women in my family how I get down when right. men so, do something. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm showing you. Versus telling you how I get down. So you can call me, me in the middle of the night. Yeah. So let me piggyback on that. Let me piggyback on that. Fuck you, man. I don't play. I don't play that bullshit. So let me piggyback on that. And this was um, a piece that they did on a um, NPR. That's a little plug um, about a week ago. Did you watch the live jumps they be having on there when the, the people play the music? I'm talking Lil Dust. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I that joint be I cranking. Joints too. They had Gucci man. That joint be cranking, man. But um um but this was a piece on NPR. So. Your the, the women in your family seeing that mm-hmm. if they were victims of a sexual assault, mm-hmm. do you think that you, they would come to you with that, knowing your reaction, knowing that you could be locked up? <clears throat> I think they would, though. You think they would, or because do you think I, they would, or do you think they would harbor that in just because they don't want to see? No, you? I think I think they would because I think, like you just said, we family, so they know what type of mode I was in. Yeah. At that point, 
Yeah, but if, if it's just us having a conversation and we talking like right but now, even in that mode, but even that mode, 10, 20, however many years ago it was, do you think they would come to you knowing that was that's what your reaction would be oh. if a nigga put their hands on them, knowing that you would put your hands on them or worse, and then you could be locked up because mm-hmm. they came to you because there's no. Nigga- I think they, I think they, I think they reveal it. <clears throat> I think they reveal it and d- determining. What your relationship is with them. If they see that you've grown, like I just recently had somebody, you know, near and dear to me tell me that they were proud of the fact that I have done a 160 in my life in terms of how I used to be. Time out. But that's what I'm talking about. How you used to be. Right. If they came to you with that, how you used to be. Right. What would your reaction be? Do they know what your reaction would be? I think, you know, would you be in this room with me right now because you reacted to something that happened to them off some Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein. No, I'd be locked shit. up. I'd be locked yeah, up. Exactly. So be your people wouldn't have come to you knowing that you would react that way because you would be locked up right now. Yeah. So that's what this piece on NPR was, is because fathers say to their daughters that if a nigga put his hands on you, I'm going to kill that nigga. Woo, woo, woo. So they're scared for their fathers. But I don't talk like that around my daughters. Well, though. well, I mean, yeah, well. They I, don't even know that side of me. Okay, that's, that's that's why I feel like they probably would come. But to some me. other fathers, even oh, 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 oh. and let's and let's and let's just be honest. Let me mm-hmm. let me because I, I like where this is going. Yeah, my sisters don't know that side of me. Well, some. So when they saw that happen that night, they was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, so because so, I'm 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 laugh. I'm, I like to laugh. I'm talking shit. But when they that. saw that, we all know that they was like, "When you hit him, he he like flew off the bike." I was like, "Yeah," because my brother was just. But did that flip a switch in them too Saying that if something actually happened to me And I told my told my brother about this Would he go kill this nigga And then my brother be doing life somewhere I think so with, I that, think so with that, me, so, yes so, so does that make them Back so, then, yes So does that make them keep it to themselves Where they don't want to tell anyone They might not tell me But I think they, they should I, still, I feel they, like they should, should tell, tell somebody Okay they should, they should so so watch this. So I'm glad y'all made this point. So I was talking to a young lady, right? And um, I was on my, my Facebook Live one morning, and she inboxed me. And she shared something with me that I would not share. But what I will say is she said that she mentioned that she told her cousin. Okay. And off the break, my first reaction to her was... Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all hear some snarling in the background, that's Macho. That's my puppy. He actually has my finger and my thumb, and he's like going... To town with the shit, and I'm trying to do it so he can have, you know, he can have something to do. And so, um, she was like, you know, well, how how old, you know, what's the what's the, what's the age, you know, how old did it happen or whatever. And so in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I really want to, you know, you know, talk about this so to speak. But I had to because I was just like, listen, at the end of the day, you know, shit happens to people, you know. And I actually shared that. Something happened to me, you know, in in regards to being molested or whatever the case may be. Right, and so at the end of the day, for me, the only thing I was saying was, if something like that happens to you, you can't feel like you can still move on and be in a relationship with somebody and not have shared that with him because now when you upset off some shit that you see from him and it looked like something that you seen before, now you. At him fucked up. And it's not fair to him because he don't know. He, he don't has know no what the fuck going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I so I made mention to it like to me, I feel like I, I, I was with someone 
that, you know, it happened to them. And it took them a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say this. It took them a long time to say something. And eventually, when they said something, the people that she wanted to so-called get validation from didn't give her the type of validation she was looking for. Yeah. Because they was like, well, why you ain't tell us then? Then. And so it comes back right around to your point. But and, and these are people not trying to be mean. But, not, but and these are people. You know what I'm saying? Not trying these to are be people that are near and dead to her. These yeah. are people. Yeah. And people. they even asking you, well, why didn't you say, say something, something back then? then? But can I be completely honest? Yeah. Okay. I want you to. So you have a lot of younger parents, and you got a lot of parents, especially in the African um, American community, where they have issues. They're a little fucked up in a certain in certain ways. Absolutely. My mother. Um, Ooh, love. My mother had eight kids. By six different men. Okay, she's been married five times. I'll say so. So just legal moment. Let's you okay go. talking about that? Yeah, okay. I'm fine. All right, I'm fine. All right, all right. But, um. Might need to pull a calculator out, though. Because I'm like, no, you don't, need, yeah, sorry, you don't need to do that to know that that shit was fucked up. You, you, and wow. it's fine because I was one of the fortunate ones that actually had a real man or real dad to step up Absolutely. for me. Father, straight G, man. I love the dude, man. Good okay. dude. That's Great dude. My mother was married to a man who was on drugs real bad. And she was on drugs real bad too. So her acknowledging what was going on was not where it should have been at the time. Mm. She looked at it like, why is the man I'm talking to looking at my daughter like this? Why he's not looking at me like this? Mm. Now it's an issue with me being over. And you deal with a lot of that in these households all the time where the women are fucked up because they're raising these kids by themselves and going from strange man going to strange, from strange man, man and yeah. they're introducing all these different men to their to kids, their kids. Mm. so I had a situation where one of the men she was um, dating was touching me mm. and I didn't know I was terrified to say something to her but I said something to my dad Ooh, mm. I had to I said something to my dad and he pulled me away from that situation so quickly because and then the sad thing is that same man is my sister's father. He's never going to go anywhere. Damn. Ever. This dream just went vicious, baby. But the, the thing is, when your parents are fucked up, and not every parent, and you know, I'm not saying every black parent out there is, but you have a lot of them that are, that are lost, mm-hmm. and they're all into themselves. That's true. You got a lot of women who are seeking validity from a man, mm. and they don't care about anything else, about how they treat their kids, about all the wrong they've done in their past because they feel like the only way that they're going to be whole, whole is if is they have by a man. having a man, regardless mm-hmm. of who he is. Even, even, even if he's some shit, he, whatever he, shape he in. He, yeah, he's exactly. an shit man and, the, and they don't care because that man is theirs. Yeah. So it's, wow. it's more so being conscious and knowing that you... Putting your kids in a situation where they at least have one parent to depend on. So to all the parents out there, you know, who are listening, be mindful of who your kids are around. Mm. Be cautious of who you are bringing around your children, what women you're bringing around your children, what men you're bringing around your children. Know what's going on in their school activity, who they're hanging out with, who homes they're going to. Because a lot of this is, you know, you see so many parents who are oblivious to what the hell their kids do, yeah. where they go after school. School, hey, school ain't daycare. Obliv- it's not. Yeah, Obliv- you oblivious, to- what that mean? Like, don't know? <laughs> they just don't know. They don't know <laughs> what the hell their kids are doing. And they act fucking surprised when, when their child comes up pregnant. 
or locked up, locked up. Yeah, you know, or get or they or find a gun in their room. They're lost. They're lost. Find a gun in their room. Find a gun in their room. Find out that their children are strung out on drugs. I plead the fifth. I said it twice. Too far. Too far for them to even come back. Yeah. So and 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 those those are realities, and a lot of that plays out, and then wanting to feel accepted. A lot of young kids do things because they want to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. So they dress inappropriately. They go out to these parties that They're they have. Attention. And they yeah. try these different drugs. And that's when they get taken advantage of. They're seeking the attention that they're not receiving at home. And they're too terrified to mm. even come out and say something later Absolutely. on about it. Mm. But even still, I don't think that waiting over a decade constitutes, like, you know, Someone being locked up in their eighties. Okay. Oh, so, it was so, it was, but so, it was well so, over a decade. I, but, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, was it, just saying, like, just as an example. Well over a decade. So, so, no, so, I, I'm yeah. just adding to your point. Yeah. Like, well, well yeah, over yeah, a decade. This motherfucker. Say something so century. it stops happening. So, so to play devil's advocate here, let's look at this shit with the uh, with the Catholic Church. I don't want to talk about that, dude. Come on, man. I don't want to talk come about on, that. Man. I mean, they, they, I mean, me, 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 and GP. You know, because where he worked. Oh, we call them names. Yeah, we call them names. Me, me, right. me and GP. I can say R&B, but you can say GP. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, no, okay. I'm saying because me and him. Now, now, go, go, me, I, I digress. Let's let's get back. Me, me and let's him had a discussion about that, and his and his stand was how you know made me Google how strong the Catholic Church is. Like they like thugs for real. No, the, the Vatican is like a whole nother city. You know it's it's like a whole government. Like, like you, you, you come at them, you, you, you end up missing. Yeah. Like, like real life. Oh, that's but when the, you know yeah, that. But that's been, and that's been going on for hundreds of years. With the, like that, uh, Catholic Church. What do you expect? No, 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 no. I mean, <clears throat> what I'm saying is like, I, like a lot of us that have opinions and that talk about shit. You know, we don't have no validity behind what the fuck we talking about because we don't really know. What we talking about? Right. So right. I like to go figure out what the fuck I'm talking about first before I say right. something. Right. We go so somebody it, we go look it up. So if I say something, somebody calls you out. Somebody on be it. like, "Oh damn, he did say that." Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you know, if I do a show and I feel like I don't know everything, I might have read a couple pieces. I might have. I'm gonna go look Play for something. Mm-hmm. Bringing the subject matter. So expert. that way, you know, I, I'm hip. It, regardless, I'm saying, I'm just saying, regardless of my opinion, regardless of my opinion, I gave you what the facts are. I might not agree with what the facts are, because I feel like in real life, as we all know, shit can go a different way. We don't know. We we just don't know. But in this case, you know, these women waited all. This time, and it's not. I don't want to say it's evident that someone called them. Hey, this is what's involved. Monetary, do this, do. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like at the end of the day, what else? You know, because I don't hear anybody else talking about this. No. What else prevented them? From not talking about it, they ha- like you said, they have not talked about it yeah, for that long. Yeah, were these women? So why now? But again, were these women, you know, brought up in circumstances where who they- gives a shit? But you know what? When you're in a country club, you're you're probably not in circumstances like that. And honestly, when you're passing script along, like I mean, I'm, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying. But it did it never dawn on you that. Let me say something so this doesn't happen to yeah. a person. As a like, human being. Yeah. Like, 
And everyone as a woman looking out for other women. When I go even further into it, sixty of y'all fuckers thought the same question and passed. Yeah. On saying something and speaking out then. Yeah. Then. Then. Because it wasn't that important to you. Then. Saving someone else yeah, this from that experience didn't mean that much to you then. Yeah. You let him hurt 60 more bitches. I'm sorry. And 60 now you more women. come out when he's 81 years old and he ain't hurt nobody Legally else. blind, he's a goddamn seeing eye nigga and to get back and forth. The justice court. system is to teach people a lesson. Absolutely. What yeah. lesson is he learning at 81 now? That you can that you can fuck over women for 60 years. And get locked and get, up for it. And get locked up in your platinum years of your life. Well, you probably gonna die anyway. Like fuck it. Cause I've never heard of a sentence of three to ten years. Three to ten. I was like, I don't even know what that means yet. This is what's gonna when happen. I hear ten. I hear ten. Or three to five. I still have not figured out what three to ten years mean. They did that to. Oh yeah, Mr. Williams, you did this, so we're gonna give you five to twenty years. When is he eligible for parole? Uh, I think in two and a half years. 18 months. It's 18 months. Yeah. He's going to get out in 18 months. Yep. So what the fuck? That was all a show. 3 and 10 sound good. Oh, yeah. He's going to get off of good behavior because he's an 81-year-old. I mean, guess what? What you want to know was funny? So something circulating the internet, but it wasn't true. It was fake news, if you will. They were saying that um, Bill Cosby was, um, they had to remove him from everyone else, from public, whatever, because somebody threw a bologna sandwich at him. Oh, I swear, I thought that was so funny. A bologna sandwich? A bologna sandwich. Well, that's what they serve in jail, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> bologna sandwich and sugar water. Damn. <laughs> see what I mean? That's a Marlboro You right see what there. I mean? H-11-A. See how they go. Oh, H-11-A. They gave that. If you've ever been in Upper Marlboro Jail, you know H-11-A. Sugar water, bologna sandwiches. Yeah. It's not cool, but... We know about it. They got bunk beds on the tier. There ain't no sales. And if it's crowded, they go get them cots and put them out on the floor. And you wake up, you be like, what yeah, the fuck are uh-huh. these niggas in? And they ain't lying I you up. I can't even get my breakfast and shit. They line you up on the basketball court when the wood come out. Yeah, man. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway. So I feel like at the end of the day, again, me personally, I feel like, you know, I'm not ever taking away from women coming out, speaking their mind about what the fuck happened to them. Because, I mean, I, you know... I don't want to get too detailed, but I, I I was in a situation where somebody I was dealing with dealt with that, you know, and didn't tell me. Bruh. I, mean, I didn't even know. I just encourage but, women, but I if try- you go through it, to speak up and but say something. But get, they don't, though. The and get the but, help that you need. But, but they but you, don't, but you know what? But you know what? Going forward now with the strength that women have in numbers, with the Me Too movement, with everything that's going it's on a in rap. society... I mean, men. If a female run for president, she fuck around when? Well, I'm no, I'm stating no, it no, now. I'm not, Hillary did that, and we're not uh, talking the about electoral, Hillary. The electoral you know college. We're not talking. We're not talking about Hillary though. College. I'm gonna tell you now. One thing know. it did. We got some females just, on Instagram and Twitter that's heavy, nigga. It's a whole nah. 2020. They hey, is motherfucking posters. Hey, 2020. Hey, bro. Let me let me just go off on a tangent. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Hillary Clinton played to the popular vote. Which is a popular, uh, which is a popularity contest. Yeah. Donald Trump played to the electoral college, which who was actually voting the person, the people that picked the president. Yeah. So popular vote is a popularity contest, which means it don't mean shit. Yeah. Because the electoral college picks 
who becomes president. So what does that tell women? That tells women that white men in power would rather have a reality TV buffoon be the president with no with no political experience. I've called be the him president a buffoon before. With the, uh, to be the president <laughs> of the United States than a woman. Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like we are in a day and age that if a woman president runs, that's not Michelle Obama. Because we already know... She's every barbershop, every salon. It ain't never going to be. You think she going to run? It ain't never going to be another Barack Obama. It's not. So no, Michelle did, Obama they, they ain't never going to run. It's not. She they has no, she's a lawyer, but she ain't got no. But you got they a few. fucking with Hillary because she was backed by a black man. Right. They were sick of Obama, and Obama was backing her. So that's why uh, they backed no up. Argument but Hillary, no, no. No Hillary argument was still never a good choice, a good option. No, no she was because not. Because she's at heart a real Republican. You can go back to her college days. Absolutely. And see that she's always been a Absolutely. Republican, in fact. Yeah. So you were just picking the lesser of the, the two, two evils. fucking evils. Yeah. Exactly. It just, she was someone who praised Margaret Sanger. But watch this, though. Ooh. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So when I asked people this question, right? And I, and I don't know if this is like the... I don't know if this is like the politically correct way to say that, but that's what they told me when we talked about at that time, Obama, you know, Hillary Clinton. They was like, I'm picking the lesser of two evils. I was like, damn. And you just said it again to, to confirm the whole. Oh, absolutely. You know, go, Hillary, go, back, go back to her college days. She's a Goldwater girl. Yeah, go she back was to terrible. her college yeah. days exactly. where she's she was very terrible. vocal about where she stood politically. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And she looked just like her daughter. They look just alike. They look, she 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 was a Goldwater girl. She was um uh they they were start you know what the biggest thing that you need to take away from them was uh everybody liked Bill Clinton because he went on Samuel Hall and played the saxophone. But what they don't realize is his first year in office he did less for black folks. I mean than than any president. What uh super predator. That shit that they that's some shit that they came up with. The um the the three strikes shit, that was the Clinton administration. Yeah. Um uh they locked up more yeah. black people. They did. They locked up more I black just watched people. a documentary on that. Yeah, they absolutely. Did. They did. Absolutely. So so to to back a Clinton or to to back the Clintons and yeah he he came out with Henry but they had help running though. saying, Yeah, we made some mistakes, but, they had but help, though. how many niggas is locked up now? They had help though. The only thing that I do like about what Obama did was he freed a lot of low uh, uh low level offenders that were in bullshit. there because of well non violent offenders right because of three strikes right he did a lot of let niggas go and and, and I appreciate him for that but he that's did. probably the only thing he did for black people and he did more for the LGBT. Q right. community. He did more for right. uh, 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 Jews overseas. Right. He did a lot more for a lot of other people around the world than he did for black people right here in the United States. But he left some niggas out of prison. And, I, and I'm glad. And I'm glad so you touched I, that because I, it's a couple opinions out there floating right now. That's kind of that same opinion, which isn't bad because you feel like you know you 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 only can do. What you're allowed to do, right. and them and them crackers, and what you were allowed to do as a president is give up presidential pardons, and he pardoned he pardoned a lot of black people. Listen, that them I crackers when when I knew where I was, I know to this day where I was at when he became president. 
I was at the Warner Theater. Mm-hmm. Usher was doing a private show. Right. And I was doing security. Okay. And when by the time we left out, I guess it was after one, and it was like Obama's, and you could tell because everybody downtown in the streets, motherfuckers was hanging out their cars. Screaming and shit. Popping bottles. I was like, what the fuck going on? They was like, Obama, he president. I was like, oh shit. And I got to catch the metro all the way home. At this time, I was married to my wife's house. Mm-hmm. We had like a bottle of champagne. and we, yeah, we did too. I'm just saying, it, it was fucking significant. Bro- That's when my brother's on Clay Street. It was significant, yeah, y'all. Absolutely. And, and 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 with that Clay Street, that could be a whole that's, never that's podcast. Whole, no, no. Yeah, that, 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 that will never be a podcast. God, damn, Clay, see, if you didn't do us Clay Street, no, babe, she don't need to babe. It must be. It must be. It must be. Anyway, let's yeah. Clay hey, Street let's days. This, let's close this. God, shit out. you know you about to wreck my happy home, my nigga. Nah, hey, I would hey, never hey, do that. It was good. I would never do that. I would never. What I'm saying is, people don't understand, you know, not trying to get off topic, but people don't understand that, you know, when you choose that person that you want to be with, regardless of how you choose to be with them for the night, for the day, for the week, for the, you know, couple months. For the next 60 you know, years after you got the, a slave, a quailu slip in your drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what the fuck? Like, at the, I mean, on some real shit. You know, I mean, when you with somebody, you make that choice to be with them. Nobody's in the room with you. Nobody's forcing you with a gun in your head to say, do this, do that, do this. Because I'm pretty sure when they asked her, what do you remember about your encounter with them? She was like, I remember their laugh. They were chuckling. They were laughing at my expense. And But I felt it, though, because I'm like, I'm thinking they in high school they 16, 17 years old. Some, That's exactly what they doing. Shit. They exactly. like, <laughs> you know, why they doing what they doing. And it's bad. Yeah. But she remembered that. Yeah. And but, a lot of women followed behind her with just that statement. Like, was, they they felt that. Like, they felt like, okay, somebody's doing something to you wrong. And that's what you remember. And that's fucked up. But going fast forward, you know, Trump, like, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, because he grabbed by the pussy. I don't give a shit about that. And 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 what's funny that I just found out maybe like, I mean, I should have paid attention to it maybe like two months ago, was that, you know, the voting, women were the majority that voted them in. Women. And so now you turn but around. That, but that doesn't, hold on, hold on, but tell me, but no. But, and you turn around, but do this though, and then you now going to run again, you think motherfuckers fucking with you? But, but but time out, but time out. But but again, it goes back to what I said that it doesn't matter what the popular vote is; it's what the electoral college is. That's how Bush won. I still feel when like, everybody was like, "He stole Florida." No, he ain't still Florida. He won the electoral hey, college. Slim, I feel like at the end of the day, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like at the end of the day, if they vote and there's a female that's legit, she gonna win, Bruh. Why would I tell y'all? Bro, look at that like It's this. been so many fucking men being the president bro, and the bro, fucking bro, bro, world bro. has been fucked up. It's never been a female president. Bro, bro, I'm not look saying, at this. Bro, I'm bro, not look saying this. Look at this. Look at an this. experiment. Bro. But what the fuck? Hold on. Hold, time out. Time Let's out. see what a woman can do. Time out. If she's, if her credentials is right. Time out. When Obama won. We still fucking with when these cocksuckers. I was in... I was in Columbia time at out. this bar called Frisco's. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Taking shots of the Obama. 
What's the shot of Obama? It was like some red, white, and blue shit. <laughs> some vodka, some coloring, and we was and just a blue like, motorcycle. Bop, uh, yeah. But <laughs> getting fried. But, hey, but nigga, my president but is bro, black. But check this out. Check this out, though. When Obama won, he beat Hillary in the yeah, primary. He did. What does that tell you? Smoked her. What does that tell you? This country or the electoral college or whoever picked the primary. But they done with that. But, but because huh, it was they women, rather let a nigga. Because it was, pre, but it was, but it was a lot. Woman. But it was a lot of women. It's a lot of women. But it was a lot of women that voted for Obama that voted for Trump. This is true. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I figured I'd throw that out there. Yeah, real yeah, quick. yeah you know, you, yeah. you know. They I, voted for him. They yeah. voted this constitution. Look in there. A lot of so I so I don't feel as bad. You know that did vote for Trump. Yeah, absolutely. This cock sucking. It's, it's because they think, they think that he's going to give them a leg up because of how much money they make. They have now became their head has now been inflated because they're like, oh, I'm not the middle class anymore. But what you say in the last podcast where black women are the breadwinner of their yeah. homes and they're they bringing no, them no respect. So now, yeah, they, well, well, they no they, respect. They feel that they're on they're inferior. The, the upper. Well, that they that they feel that they're they don't need to listen team. to me. Well, they, they hey, listen. Like, you need to clip your motherfucking toenails and wash your feet more when you get out before you get out of the shower. I'm just saying, your shit's just stink a little bit. Hey, nigga. Let's bring it. Let's, hey, hold on. Let's dive it back. Let's bring she it back. Like, Time out. I'm not going to say out. anything. You know, I laugh, but I'm not going to say nothing. I'm mad I stayed up for this shit. But nah. But but the thing is. um, Man, what the fuck? You done got me all goddamn. This now. nigga is in front of me. Oh, he's snoring sleeping. right now. Yeah. Looking at me like, I'm, wake his ass up. like I'm a crackhead. Nah, here we go. Here we go. What, uh, what I was about to say earlier was that. Women who are the heads of their household, who are the major breadwinners, they align themselves with that shit. But when they really look at it, you're still not who these tax uh, cuts have one, been. You're not that one percent. Yeah, you're, you're not that one percent. No, absolutely you're not. That not. One, even with that man, even if you was absolutely with a man not. that made as much as you made, you're still not part of that one percent. Even though you got this man that you feel that you're carrying, and you got his kids, and y'all scraping by, even if you had a man that was on your level, but if, what if you don't have no kids though? What right. if you don't have no kids, and what if you just fighting and you struggling with her? You know, man. you 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 scratching. She got the government job. You got the private sector job. But you, you said you still scratching. You, you still, you said, but you know what I'm saying. But you still in the fight with her, and she still. Don't show you no love. That shit hurt a man. Like, I mean, not saying that we that sensitive. Mean you, that mean you gotta leave him. I know. I, I mean, I understand that, but it's men out there that's going through this shit. And no, they no, 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 no. It's it's men that's out there. They're weak. They're vulnerable. They need to cleave on to a woman to 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 prop themselves up. And there's women out there that's weak and vulnerable. No. That said. No. That Bill Cosby touched their pussy. Well, no, no, 60 no. Of them. But to go back he to the did. man, <laughs> he was tickling it. <laughs> he was but, like, he but, was like, "What's up?" But hold on, hold on. I got but, some jello downstairs. But to go back to the woman, though, it's women that like having that control, yeah, over a man. A lot, to, of, women, to know that a lot of women not gonna be honest about that to, though. To know that they're dominant. To know that they are running that household and they still got a man. That nigga, they, that's a weak nigga. 
I can't respect that man. I can't look that nigga in his eye. No woman really wants that, though. Nobody. No, no it, woman really wants that, but they may tolerate it. Because in some sense, he might be a good look in other aspects. Oh, he got money? Or oh. he may have money, or he oh. may He just look good on her own. Oh, 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 oh he got money? Like, the same way. He <laughs> if he got money, he ain't going to tolerate that shit. But no, He on. might. No, but if you won't. look at the shoe on the other side, many no, he men he are might. okay. He this. might really like her for real. Come on, man. I mean, I'm saying he might. Come on. I can get, look here, man. If I'm a man of means, I got shit, and I got to put up with that shit. Listen, I'm gonna I, get a young, just, I'm gonna get a young I, dumb one that look good on my own. I just did a, I just did a live feed, uh, not, uh, not just not too long ago, right? Yeah. And the, and the theme was, you know, what I'm saying, you know, does a man like a crazy woman? And that's why I'm talking about this now. Like a crazy woman. Yeah, like do oh men like crazy women. They like the women. Okay. Nah. Crazy, right? All right, because I gotta say something. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. Go on, get jump in here. Jump in here. Men don't like crazy. Men get blinded by other things. So when you come in and you you what? Two fat transfers later, got a big ass and big booty. Fat transfer? Or What's that? Whatever. That's Nicki Minaj from 1990 oh, so, oh, so we need, so, to now. So we need to close this <laughs> off and then start another one because we can ready to go somewhere else. No, oh, yeah, I, this is about to be a two-hour joint. All I'm saying is this. Okay. Men oftentimes look at what looks good instead of what is good. Mm. They say that they want a real woman. But they're not chasing after a woman with the natural hair. Good night, Ivory. Good night, Ivory. Hey, man. We had a good conversation. We thank y'all for coming out. God bless. And good night. I'm back on back up with you out there.